everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Recorded live. Welcome. My name is Brenda Lanoff. I'm the host of the Mindful Healing Show on TalkShoe. I'm a medical intuitive practitioner, and I incorporate many healing modalities and work with individuals around the world on Skype or phone, dealing with their health issues and um, emotional issues. So I like to do this radio show because we really need different people that come in with different modalities and healings. And that gives them, the audience, different options. You know, you could be a patient somewhere or perhaps a healthcare professional, a holistic healer, or really anyone that's looking to do um, any or looking for any transformation. Um, a number of months ago, I had the opportunity to meet uh, uh, Savannah Martin at, uh, in British Columbia here in Canada. And uh, it was at a healing show. And I thought, well, this uh, this lady, I, well, I was told that she does this hand um, um, analysis. I had no idea what that was. I thought it was like reading your palm, but it's not. It, it is so cool. So I thought, oh, my goodness, I really have to have my own um, hand analysis done. And I did. Um, I had uh, a Savannah. She actually worked on myself and my husband. And fascinating fascinating work. I'm just going to give you some background information. Savannah Martin successfully spent many years in the business world working as a business manager, a financial planner, a strata manager, and bookkeeper. And despite this, she knew that there was more to do. She had a keen interest in understanding people and knowing what is important to them. Her training and certification as a life coach sharpened her ability to understand and communicate with people on a on a much deeper level. Her understanding of the fears, dreams, and ambitions that motivate people combined with an innate ability to sense her clients' challenges and strengths has led to many happy clients and a very experienced life coach. Yet still she sought for something to help her not only understand people, but something that helps people understand themselves. It was this journey that led her to the art of hand analysis. So welcome, uh, Savannah. Thank you, Brenda. I am going to ask uh, you to get right into and please explain. So how does the hand analysis differ from palm reading? Okay, good question, because a lot of people, when they they see it or think about it, they think, oh, yeah, I've had my palms read before. This is different um, because of the fact that the first thing I look at is the fingerprints. Um, everybody's fingerprints were formed five months before they, bo- they were born, and they never change. Fingerprints are a DNA marker. It's um, They were there before much of your body was. They are like your soul's message. This is who you are. This is who you are before programming, before society, before everything else gets in the way trying to make you a different person than who you are. So with the fingerprints, I can uh, tell a person their life purpose, their life lesson, or any challenges that might keep them from living that life purpose, and also what area of learning they have signed up for in this lifetime. So uh, there are four different areas of learning or study. So there is um, the School of Service. Now the School of Service, people that have enrolled in that area of study are here to help others. They are here to help others when it helps themselves. So what they need to learn on this earth in this lifetime is 
the difference between service and sacrifice or knowing when to say no to helping others. Um, at every, every school or every, every, every avenue of learning has a risk or a fear associated with it. And in the school of service, that risk is saying no at the risk of appearing selfish. And that is kind of a tough one for people that are here to help others. So that's one school. Another one is the school of love. Now, the school of love sounds like it would be a fun school to be enrolled in or a fun avenue of learning, but it is just as challenging as any of the other ones. The school of love is learning all about true and deep emotional connection. It is about giving yourself. It is about vulnerability. It's about communicating that vulnerability. It's about opening up that heart at the risk of abandonment. A lot of people in the school of service figure that if they really do let people know who they are deep down inside, then people aren't going to like them. And they might just leave them. They might just abandon them. They might find that they're a little too... You know, the fear is maybe I'm too needy or maybe they won't understand and so I'm just going to keep all this hidden. So that's the school of love, learning to learn um, emotional vulnerability at the risk of being abandoned. And then the next one is the school of wisdom. Uh, These people are here to bring their wisdom to the rest of the world. They normally have a lot of wisdom. They like um, getting the answers. They ask the questions. They do the research. Google is probably one of their best friends. They're always checking things out, always figuring out how things work or or just doing the research. Now, the um, challenge in the School of Wisdom is to for these people to know when they know enough and to commit to a path or to take a step. So to get off the fence and just take a a step to do something. A lot of times the people in the School of Wisdom think, I just need a little bit more information before I can commit to a path. Actually, and, and their fear is appearing stupid or making a mistake. In the School of Wisdom, If somebody has a chance to make a mistake, they should run for it because they need to learn that it's not the end of the world. And last but certainly not least is the School of Peace. People in the School of Peace are here to bring peace to the planet. Um, Their challenge is that peace begins with them. And a lot of times these people are... Oh, they're living a chaotic life. They've got a lot going on. They're busy, busy, busy. They're organizing. They're multitasking. They're always running late. They just can never seem to get organized. Their fear is the fear of chaos or survival, and they just seem to create chaos by taking on and, and doing and I'm not quite sure what it is, but just... um always, always being busy. So those are the four basic areas of learning. And in those different areas of learning or life schools is where we learn our life purpose and life lessons. Well, I have to stop you for a second there, uh, Savannah. Mm-hmm. When you did the hand analysis, and we'll explain that in a minute exactly how that works, uh, but mm-hmm. where you do an imprint of my, actually my hand, um, I was blown away because of the service. Um, it is so true for me of um, where I'm able to, I'm not having, or able to draw clear boundaries at times and perhaps giving too much and not being able to say no. So it was amazing how um, accurate that, that was for me. And even and I, as you were just, you know, going through the different um, four different schools of life, I've been thinking of my clients. I'm thinking, oh, yeah, that person is that, you know, the client of love and, and the issues. As to the client of love or wisdom and peace and of service, and it just ties in so beautifully. 
So I'm, I'm very excited about that, um, how it's also interconnected. It is. It's, you know, it's getting so that I can um, kind of be with a person for a little while and think, oh, okay, they're in the school of service and the school of peace. And, you know, for me, it's a little bit of a game guessing. And then I, you know, check their fingerprints. It's like, okay, yeah, they're wanting to do everything for everybody. And they're so busy. um, They're late. So to me, that was like a perfect sign with somebody in the School of Service and Peace. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And it is, you know, that is just one basic part, one small part of hand analysis. So the fingerprints will tell me that, but then they tell me what a person's purpose here on earth is, what their life purpose is, what they're what they are really meant to do on earth, whether it is to be a leader, to be a healer, to be creative, to be powerful, to be very successful, to be sex, successful out in the world or just successful in their family or uh, to be a mentor to others, to have a message to deliver. There are so many different life purposes or combinations of life purposes, and they just seem to totally fit with the people that I am reading hands for. You know, when I mention it to them, they're kind of going, oh, yes. Same with the life lessons. It's I know when I first had my hands read about a year and a half ago, Everything she told me, I recognized. I knew, but I just did not realize or understand how it might be affecting my life. So it's what very I find, interesting. I find amazing. I just love this that, again, the fingerprints are formed five months before we're born and never change. And they're uh, believed no. to be a type of DNA marking or message from our soul. That is so, again, so beautiful. Exactly. And and as we all know, no two fingerprints are ever the same. That's why they use them, you know, for criminology. It's um, They're used all the time for that. And they are never the same. There's four basic shapes of fingerprints, but then they can just have all sorts of combinations. And it's truly amazing. And, and like you said, five months before we're born. So it really is who we are basically who we are deep down inside and what we're meant to be here. Would that be, Savannah, when people say, well, you have a blueprint of your body, would that be within considered the blueprint? Well, it's kind of like your soul's blueprint, yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it, is, it is a blueprint. This, this is, yeah, who you are, why you're here. Mm-hmm. It's just what you're here to learn. These are the challenges that you need to face in uh, in order to learn what you're here for. So, yeah, definitely a blueprint. So what are the hands? What do they reveal? What type of things do they reveal? Okay, now the hands themselves are totally interesting, too. So a reading was, I'll start with the fingerprints and go through that and, um, you know, make sure that my client understands the life purpose, life lesson. And then, you know, as I'm doing that, a lot of times those are just words. Okay, this is your life purpose. This is your life lesson. But it doesn't really click in until I go through the hand. So the hands are the lines in your hand, the shape of your hand, everything. They do change. The lines in your hands are formed by thoughts or emotions. So every time you think or feel, your brain emits an electrical impulse. And that impulse, that electrical charge, has to leave your body somehow. So there's more neurological connections between the brain and the hand than any other part of the body. So when you think or feel, um, that electrical impulse tweaks the muscle under the palm of your hand. And so a repeated thought or repeated emotion over and over and over again leaves a mark by tweaking that muscle. So the lines in lines and marks in your hand um, are created by how we think and how we feel, and they never change. Or they do change. Sorry, they can change actually quite fast. So they're they're amazing. So 
the fingerprints tell you tell the person what they are here for and the hands are basically your psychology how you think how you feel um, what you do so looking at the hands is it's kind of it points right back to okay this is what you're here for this is what your hands say but these are the challenges that you have in living your life purpose so i'm just thinking back on just what you said that the lines are formed by thoughts and emotions so how quickly do the lines transform like within well, seconds, minutes? Like, I don't understand that. Well, you know, when I do a hand reading, I take actual prints of the hands, put a, a black block printing ink on the hands and then print it on paper. And the second time I do a hand reading, um, I reprint it again just to check the lines, check everything. Even the shape of the hand can change the length of the fingers or crooked fingers. So in my experience, I have seen changes in as quick as two months. You know, I haven't looked at any any faster than that, but I have seen changes in two months, and it's amazing. That is amazing. Mm-hmm. You know, I've never heard of hand analysis before until I met you. Is it very common? It isn't very common. It is um, Richard Unger from California is the one that developed hand analysis. And what he did was uh, studied palmistry, ancient palmistry. There is a lot of ancient wisdom there. A lot of um, palmistry, you know, has been um, tried and true you know, they, they've looked at it and that same line has meant the same thing over and over again. So he said, he figured there had to be something in it. Though so he was doing a lot of research on palmistry itself. And then he, somehow he realized that the fingerprints, the formations of the fingerprints were like energy in nature. So one fingerprint, if you looked at it from a... Um, oh, what's that kind of map called that shows the the dips in the mountains and and whatever and the earth, I can't remember what it's called. But it shows, you know, like for a, a mountain, it'll be a series of circles or it'll be a loop in and out and whatever. So he he discovered that the fingerprints are, short, are formed the same way as many things in nature and thought, is this coincidence? Or is there something to this? So wow. by doing a lot of research, he was in the School of Wisdom, or he is in the School of Wisdom, doing a lot of research and asking a lot of questions, he realized that the fingerprints have some amazing information in them. He did. He read 50,000 hands to get his information. And then he started training um, medical doctors and psychologists and therapists and counselors to see, you know, if they would come up with the same information, and they did. So he definitely knew he was on to something here. So it's not that common. Um, more in the States and a few hand readers in Canada, hand analysts, analysts in Canada. Um, it is intense studying. It uh, takes a, you know, it's a fair bit of money and, and a long time to learn everything, a lot of memory for sure. So it's not easy to learn, but of course, like anything, it can be. It just takes work. Just um, fascinating, fascinating work. Mm-hmm. And what fascinates me about it. Um, so much and, and I just get so excited about it. I have to kind of calm myself down before I read hands for people because otherwise I just get carried away. I'm looking at their hands and I think, oh my goodness, look at this, look at that. But what fascinates me about it is it's I can, you know, talk to people and see what is holding them back from living what, how they really want to live. You know, whether it's a, a lack of self-worth or whether it's, um, we call it um, showing up without selling out. So that means 
be in there and be in there entirely who you are. It's understanding who you really are. You know, as I said before, society and programming, so much as we, we know who we people expect us to be, but we don't really know deep down inside who we are. So and deep down is, inside at a soul level, isn't it? Like who, it who we are at a at a soul level and just get clear of what society says, how we should think, how we should be, how we should act, it becomes very tiresome. People are really drawing, I'm, I'm, I'm sensing to, they really want to understand who, who are they? Why, why are they here? What is, their, what is their sole purpose? Exactly. And the purpose is where you spend time where you are happy. You know, we we have those times where we just think, oh, this is just, um, you know, beautiful. This is amazing. I just feel so good. And we want to spend more time like that. But understanding um, our challenges or our life lessons and working with those gives us the opportunity to spend more time where life feels good. So that's what, you know, it's all about is understanding what's holding you back understanding those thought processes that you have that don't do you any good, that keep you down. It is about standing in your own strength, being your own unique individual. Standing in your standing in your own power. And you know, I think a lot of people and I know I certainly live my life like that. Well, I have I don't have time for this. I have to get to work. I have my mortgage payment, I have my you know, my my family to uh, take care of. I don't have time for myself and I'm just gonna put this on the back burner. But that was Mm -hmm. um this information just wasn't out. I mean, you know, to give myself a bit of a break decades ago. And now that it's out there and people can find out about it. Um, it's like let's, there's no time left here. You know, it's like get at it, find out what, what is your soul calling you to do, and start right. living. Start living in that. What gives you that joyfulness, and what gives you that joyfulness, and you know, the money, you'll, the resources will be there. That's that whole well, law of attraction. It is. If you're living the right life, everything else falls into place. Like you said, it's the law of attraction. It's allowing, it's letting go of so many things that we think we have to be and just allowing ourselves to be what we're meant to be here for. So exactly. it's, it's, it's very powerful. It's, um, I'll give you a little bit more information on the hands here and what I can tell from reading the hands or what they're about. So the the hand shape, as I said, you know, even the hand shape can change, but it does mean something. So the hand shape is actually the foundation of a person's personality. The hand shape will tell me um, what elemental type they are. So earth, air, fire, and water. And it's quite amazing how this fits, you know, with the personalities, or it could be a combination of these. So, for example, a fire personality. They are active and energetic and adventurous and get out there and do things and on the go. They do have a challenge with completion or follow-through, though, because there's always so many more exciting things to do that they usually leave a trail of half-completed projects behind them. So they're the ones that are the life of the party. They're the ones that are saying, come on, let's go. But they're also the ones that do need to learn to complete things, to finish, to follow through. So then um, another one is earth. Now think of earth. Earth is stable, is grounded, is solid. They're the ones that can work with their hands. They're reliable. They're dependable. They're not totally emotional people. They keep their emotions quite hidden, actually. They just want kind of a smooth, 
easy life. Well, maybe not so much easy life, but a smooth life. They don't want, there's, you know, no drama, anything like that. They're actually, they're very solid. They're very stoic normally. They would be our peacekeepers. They're our firemen. They're our policemen. They're the ones that are looking after others, but reliable and dependable. There's people, you know, we all love one of those around because they can just get things done. Not like fire people who sometimes can't get things done. And, and then there's air, and air is very anal- analytical and intellectual. They're thinking a lot. They're not in their heart quite as often as a fire or a water. They're, um, they're thinking everything through. They're very considerate of others. They're very respectful of others. But one of their challenges is to open up to their heart, to get out of their head and start feeling more with their heart. It's that two-foot drop from the brain to the heart that can be a challenge for them. And then the um, water. Water personality are amazing people. They are intuitive, they're emotional, they're sensitive, they're empathetic, they're compassionate. They kind of go with the flow. They um, they kind of remind me of, if you can imagine, the hippie chick in the 60s dancing in the field of flowers with not really a care in the world. That is sort of a water-type personality. They're just very sweet, you know, very nice, very... Um, loving people. Their challenge is to um, to have some borders, to have some um, ways of doing things, to have some systems in place. Not as many as the other ones, but have some systems. So even that's even what you know from the beginning, the hand shape, the foundation of your personality. And then the thumb. The thumb is how you get things done. Just think if you didn't have a thumb, how could you grasp things? How could you hitchhike? You know, it's, it would be quite a challenge without a thumb, but it's your self-determination. It's your will. It's your control. It's just, you know, grasp with your thumb. Um, people get under your thumb. It's just, um, yeah, it, it's there. It's your, like I said, your will. Savannah, can I, can I just stop you there for a second? Sure. Curious. And I, this sounds very strange what happened to me personally, but my tendon in my thumb snapped. It fell mm. apart at work. Ooh. I had to go in for surgery. Yes. Okay. What so, the heck? <laughs> what the heck is right? So with something like that, um, you know, the thumb is about success. It's like I said, about getting things done. And there are no accidents in life. So for something that major to happen to your thumb, I would ask, I would probably ask you, you know, like how were you, um, what were you doing to block your success? How I was you- off. I, I actually was off um, on um, leave. Um, um, I had was diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis, and I was off on leave, and I wasn't ready. I didn't feel good enough to be back at work, and no oh. kidding. So I was forced to go back to work, you know, by the um, – everyone said, yeah, no, she can be back at work. I didn't feel well. Do you know I was sitting at my desk on my computer, and there was a, um, someone that I worked with standing right beside my desk, and it literally snapped it didn't really hurt. It just snapped. And it so, just, of course, it was just flopping. It was incredible. Oh. And when I told that story to a few people, I think they look at my field, they look at me, I have two heads, but it fell apart. So I wasn't ready to be back at work. And do you know I had to go back off of work again? Of course, because I had surgery. Of course. Well, and that was against your will, wasn't it? Uh-huh. So what else can you do? You know, like your thumb just kind of gave up. You know, I, this is not what I want to do. This is not good for me. This is nothing that's going to help me. And it just kind of said, okay, you know, I have to give up here. I can't can't do what I need to do. What an awful experience, Brenda. I know. I've just had some weird things happen. But 
continue on. I just I just had to ask about what that represented because well, it was like it, a very strange experience. Yeah, like I said, it's you know it's your determination, it's your will, and really, what could you do in a you know a situation like that? Yeah, I felt um, very ganged up on, to be honest, because it was the the company I worked for. It was the insurance company that um, I, I had no support. I didn't have support from my medical doctor. I had yeah. no support. Well, so, I felt you I know, didn't. exactly. So part of, the, you know, one of the, the things with the thumb is feeling out of control or um, frustration mm-hmm. or incapable or, uh, yeah, just having no control. You know, that's that's it. You didn't have any control. So that's that's quite amazing. Um, like I said, there's no accidents. Things happen for a reason. If I look at somebody's hands and, um, you know, one finger won't stand up straight or one finger is really crooked and, you know, they say, oh, yeah, well, I've got arthritis in that finger. Well, there's a reason for it. And usually when I explain it to them, they say, oh, yeah. You know, I understand. But um, the fingers are your behavior potential. The fingers are how you act, how you are. So, for example, um, your middle finger is about responsibility and security and accountability. So if somebody's middle finger is crooked and it's, it's crooked away from the thumb, I have to laugh because that's a sign of a rebel. So they're kind of saying, oh, to heck with responsibility and accountability and all the rest of it. Uh, A baby finger, the baby finger is about intimate communication or inner voice. And so if somebody has a short or crooked baby finger, well, they probably have a challenge with communication, communicating who they really are with being able to speak up for themselves. If they have a long baby finger, then that's normally a sign of somebody that's quick, sharp, and clever. They can speak well, they can communicate well, and they they just get it. You know, they're just very quick with it. Um, so that's, you know, it's sort of fingers, big, you know, long stories in the fingers too. And then even the where the fingers join the hands is, Another thing that we look at, so um, if your, for example, your index finger joins the hand and is equal with where the middle finger joins the hand, that will say something. Normally, it's lower. The baby finger is normally a little bit lower, but if it's too low, then it can be a challenge, a sign of challenge with um, parents. So, like I said, even the finger sets, you know, where they join are amazing. And then we have the three main lines on the hands, the head line, the heart line, and the life line. And those are, a lot of that is still based on ancient palmistry, but the heart line is the emotional system, how people feel, how they deal with their emotions. The head line is all about thinking. It is their thinking style, and the lifeline, of course, doesn't tell me how long anybody's going to live, but it does tell me how grounded they are, how well they live life, how settled they are. It's all about uh, sort of where you come from, about clan, about family. If anybody knows the chakras, it's the root chakra, it's the lifeline. So those lines are important. And then we have the vertical lines, which are just energy outlets. So they they tell me, you know, they're sort of, where is the responsibility in your life going? Are you too responsible? Are you not responsible enough? Do you need to loosen up? Are you um, worried about things? Or um, what type of leader are you? Do you need to step into that? Or, or you know, baby finger, what about that inner voice? Are there any challenges? And then gift markers. Now, the gift markers, there's 19 of those, and they're quite interesting because they are a gift, but every gift in the hand comes with a challenge too. So 
a gift marker can show up as like a star in the hand or a certain combination of lines. And it means that you need to be paying attention to that area of your life. And if you're not, then that's where the challenge kicks in. For example, um, a star under the ring finger, like in the hand right under the ring finger, um, shows creative potential. So if somebody is not living up to their potential for creativity or being unique or being on stage, then they're probably experiencing disillusionment, stagnation, and alienation. They're probably just not quite finding where they want to be. So amazing, you know, amazing with all the gifts and um, challenge markers too. Well, we always have a few of those, but those are where we learn. Those are what, what we learn from and how we learn to live our the life that we want. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. It's very interesting um, for sure. So some of the gift markers would be, um, for example, a gifted healer. So this is a person that is here to help help people, help people heal. And it's not necessarily hands-on healing. It is more, um, or it can be hands-on healing, but it also is a deep psychological insight to others that allows them to heal themselves. So it's just a deep understanding. A lot of times it's just a few words here and there to others. They're usually the people that are other people are going to for advice or, you know, what do I do here? This is what happened to me. And, you know, they're the ones with a gifted healer seem to have, they seem to, well, they do. They have a gift for giving the right advice or seeing deeper into the situation. So that's a pretty awesome one too. And that's the challenge marker. Well, that's a gift marker, but if it's not being used, then it becomes a challenge. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So it, it's most of them are a little bit of each. Um, they they do they do have to be used. You know, when they, when it's showing up in their hand, then that means that this is important. Look at look at this and do something about it. Um, and, if, and if people don't follow their sole purpose, then well, then they just continue living with the you know the way things have been. Then you know there's no no changes, no growth. The interesting right. thing, yeah, interesting thing about hand analysis is once a person hears this. They can't forget it. It's kind of like this little niggling nag in the back of their mind. You know, oh, right, you know, this this is what I'm supposed to be saying no here. I'm supposed to be setting my boundaries. And yeah. it's, you know, you just can't sort of go back to the old ways as easy anymore because you think about it. Plus, well, it's not every deal. Yeah, it's it, exactly, and it's, and it's there for you to look at, and you know, I guess you have the option of discarding it. But if it feels right at a intuitive level, if if it's like, yes, I, I'm not very good at boundaries and uh, or listening to my heart, then uh, then you know, I know when you did the reading for me, it just seems so logical. It's like, yes, that's true. Yes, that's true. Like it's like you were reading my mind. Well, yeah, and actually kind of, kind of being able to read your mind because the lines and marks in your hands are your thoughts and emotions. Yeah. So so it is. It's kind of more like a mind reader when I'm looking at the palms or the hands. Oh, that's um, cool because it, it just ties in again with so many other different modalities out there, like, you know, doing the emotion code work that I do and, you know, checking for trapped emotions and where they are. And I'm just thinking... What a great way to um, to communicate and and to to dis, you know study and dissect even further and, well, and it, provide it further confirmation as to what's coming up. I think this is just fabulous. Well, you know, I 
there are so many different modalities. And what I've come to understand is some people, um, well, everybody learns in a different way and everybody hears in a different way. So something like, you know, hand analysis is not taking away from any of the other modalities. It's just giving people information in a different way that, you know, maybe they can take it in more. But it is, it's uncovering a lot of things. It's actually uncovering who they really are. Yes, and that's what I love about what you're saying at a, at a soul level. So what, yeah. are some, what are some reasons why a person may need this information? Why, why would somebody oh. really want to come to you? What would be some top, top reasons why they would need this information? Top reasons? Feeling stuck in life, no direction, where am I going, I don't know, I don't know who I am, or relationships. You know, relationships are one of our biggest challenges, but that's where we learn our biggest lessons, too. Um, You know, so, for example, relationships, if people are struggling with relationships, it shows right in their hand. And normally, they are in the school of love, and normally, they need to open up to vulnerability they need to let that heart really open up and it's painful you know that fear with the school of love is abandonment and nobody wants to be abandoned but it's it's a very real fear so um and even you know stuck for example i had one absolutely beautiful person i met her at a fair and she came for a hand reading and she was just not really happy in her job and nothing really bad, you know, nothing really down, but just mm-hmm. things just weren't fitting. So, you know, I told her her life purpose, her life lessons, and basically who she was. You know, this is who you are. You know, start believing in yourself and that this is who you are and you have these gifts and you have these talents. And it's kind of like, you know, go out there and show them to the world. Stand mm-hmm. in that. Show the world who you are. And she left here. She was so excited. Um, she said, I, you know, I'm just so excited. I'm, I'm on the go. Well, <laughs> she was fire personality too, but she was just ready. And yeah. um, she applied for a different job. She cut her hair. Um, she says, you know, this is the real me. She said, finally, I know who the real me is. So it, it, it is. It's, you know, it, it's kind of, you know, that phrase that so many of us don't really like, but it's about finding yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who am I? What am I here for? It's about, um, as I explained to quite a few of my clients, it's about standing in your strength. It's about being who you really are deep down inside, standing in that strength. And when you do, then you give permission to everybody else around you to stand in their strength. They're watching. They're doing it by example. They're thinking, wow, look at that person. I want to be just like her. So they're just learning to stand in their own strength. It's giving them permission to do the same. Yes, that's that's absolutely what we really need right now is to be able oh. to stand in our own power um people and are realize, yes yeah realize the beauty of who we are and we are we're, we're meant to be like this we might think it's less than perfect society might think it's left in less than perfect but it is perfect in every way for us and learning to have the courage to do that, and and uh, yeah. maybe you're not going to be the most popular person in your family. It may not understand you, but it's like it's okay. It's okay for me to be who exactly I am, and if that's what makes me happy, and I'm not harming anybody else, then yes, that's who I am. And being uh, it, like it's okay to shine. It's it's okay to to be happy. Yes, <laughs> it's and okay to have fun. And you probably know Marianne Williamson's um, poem about our deepest fear. No. Okay. <laughs> okay. Know, I'll, yes. I'll, Go I'll, ahead. I'll read it because to me this is so much of 
what it's all about. Okay, it says, our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You're a child of God. Your plain small does not serve the world. There is nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We are all meant to shine as children do. We were born to manifest the glory of God that is within us. It's not just in some of us, it's in everyone. Mm -hmm. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. And it's just, that says it. Yes, I do recognize this. I didn't recognize the the author, but isn't that just, it just feels so good at the soul level again. It's just like, yes, that's what people need to hear. It it is. And, you know, another thing, too, that um, is one of my favorite, favorite sayings is what other people think of you is none of your business. And when I first heard that, I thought, oh, my goodness, I should have heard that at, like, five years old. Yeah. You know, a lot of it, information just wasn't around, you know, and now, it, and now there's wasn't. so much that's coming out. And, and if people, once they start um, discovering all the different um, avenues that they can take and look into, it, you get such a stir of excitement. I mean, my, my quest for learning is just it doesn't end. I get excited oh, every I single know. day. It just goes on and on. I just love what I do, and I love talking to people like yourself, and we're just all so interconnected and in how we can help one another, and everybody and has their strengths. That's it, and, and to help people uncover their strengths and stand mm-hmm. in that and just be, be who they are is just amazing. Another thing, too, that I remind people of is if, and it's not just in the school of service, but a lot of, you know, it shows up in a lot of life when we say no to somebody. So when we say no to somebody, we are giving them the opportunity to work their own life lesson at that time. If we continually say yes to them, then we're just enabling them. So well, I, as a parent, isn't uh, and myself, I it, that just um, when I heard that some time ago, I thought, oh my goodness, yeah, I'm an enabler, and I still can yeah. enable, and I have to really catch myself. But there's such well, a ring of truth in that. It is, but this is the way we were all brought up, too, right? Yeah. Or most of us were brought up, okay, you look after everybody, you do this, you do that, and it doesn't matter what you're thinking or feeling at the time. Everybody else comes first. Savan, I have to ask you with our remaining time, how can somebody do this at a distance? Because um, they may not be traveling to the Okanagan in British Columbia, Canada, and uh, there's only so how can we do this at a distance? How does that work? Okay, so anybody that wants the full hand reading, I have these print kits and instructions. So I drop it in the mail to them and say, okay, this is how you need to do it. Send me your copy of your hand prints. They mail it back, and then we go on Skype, and I go through everything. Oh, perfect. Yeah, so at that, you know, with that, I can see their fingerprints, their lines, the shape of their hands, everything else. So very easy to do it that way. In person, of course, I take, you know, same thing. I just take the prints of the hands. I and Skype and in person, I record the session so that they can listen to it a few times. And believe me, they probably should listen to it a few times. There is so much information there. I just so loved it. It was easy. I just loved it because it just was so unique for me because I've never heard of it before um, and so much more than what I could possibly think of. It it really um, capped it for me. It was definitely a confirmation of what I was feeling. Again, like you were reading my mind. 
Well, and, you know, that's the amazing thing about it is a lot of times it is just confirmation. Like you are on the right track. You're, those thoughts that you're thinking that, oh, geez, you know, I want to do something for me, but you put them out of your mind. Yeah, it's permission not to put them out of your mind. It's, the you know, permission to, yes, you're on the right track, but just keep going. Like, definitely do it. So it's it's pretty amazing. So the basic readings, um, like I said, it's, you know, the hand analysis, the fingerprints, the finger shape, your life purpose, life lesson. They are normally about an hour long. And, um, you know, it depends on, depending on questions. Some people have a lot of questions. Some people don't have many. It is recorded, and um, then I just email it to people. I keep a copy of the handprints. You know, for example, I'm looking at yours right now, Brenda, but I keep the copy of the handprints. And, um, you know, if there's a second reading down the road, I want to be able to compare it. Mm-hmm. I want to be able to say, oh, look at, you know, this line is strained out or this has changed yeah. or, or right. everything like that. Yeah. Well, so it shows I do you progress. And, um, it does. Like a report shows. <laughs> yeah, it shows progress and it also shows um, the stars in your hands, you know, things that show up as a star, they blink on and off. So they're only there because they need to be seen. So next time they might be gone or next time there might be a new star. And at that time it's saying, look at me, pay attention to this part of my life. Pay attention to something. Yeah. So even things like that, you know, looking at your left hand here, you had um, a very nice star, a very nicely shaped star just down by your lifeline, between your lifeline and your career line or your fate line. So that is, um, you know, it's a gift. It's, It's saying that what you are doing with your life is what you should be doing with your life. Cool. Yeah. What other services do you have? Okay, so the basic reading I mentioned, and I recommend that everybody has um, two or three readings. So the basic reading is, okay, Here, here's who you are basically. I don't have enough time or there, it's too much information to get into absolutely everything in the basic reading. So the step two is an intensive reading, and that goes into um, more depth on everything, more uh, connecting, you know, the parts of your hands with your life purpose and just more um, more deeper understanding. So I recommend that about six months or a year after the first reading. And um, then the fun thing that we do, too, is a group reading. Now, I've done a few of these. The biggest one I did was with 17 people. And so it's everybody sitting around in a group. And I, you know, look at their hands quickly beforehand and then just go through the group and say, okay, Susie, you know, you're in the school of service. This is your life purpose. This is your life lesson, blah, blah, blah. You know, Uh give them all a little bit of themselves. And it is so much fun because they, the one with 17 people, they all work together. So they got to know and understand mm-hmm. something more about everybody that they work with. Oh, that's, that is, would be very great. Oh, and I'm just thinking, cause I'm really excited about working with corporations. Wouldn't that be a fun thing to do and take to companies? Oh, wouldn't it? Because they know, you know, like one of them, mm. I just said to the person, I said, are you in management? And she looked at me and said, yes. And I said, okay, I figured. So I said, and if you're not, you should be. And she said, well, how can you tell? Well, it's the mm-hmm. way your thumb is. So, cool. you know, you can see the management potential, the people that want to, that would be good at it. Um, yeah. But, yeah, the group readings are, they can be, well, they are. They're all a lot of fun. You know, and we keep it light. There's a lot of back and forth and questions and um, you know, anywhere from eight, 17 was a little bit big, but, you know, mm-hmm. anywhere from eight to 12, 14 people is perfect. And like I said, well, it's I just, just a thinking, fun way. I'm just thinking too, Savannah, I'm just thinking what a great thing. Okay, so if you came into a company 
and um, and and you had everybody there within that particular department where you did mm-hmm. this type of a, a little reading, it then gives everybody else insight as to, okay, that's why this person is the way that they are, male or female. Exactly. Oh, that, that, that explains why they have no boundaries or explains why they may have relation, ongoing relationship issues. It, I think it would really help uh, the people then to be more, um, well, more understanding, maybe have more... Um, empathy towards their fellow employees exactly more like definitely more understanding and more empathy and also to you know what i found with the the one the 17 people they'd say oh okay that's why you're like that you're meant to be the leader like you're you know okay from now on you're looking after this you know so it's just (laughs) um the roles started changing Mm-hmm. a little bit more and people were you know like they were kind of saying oh come on like I know that you've got this so kind of step into it you can do it you can do it so cool. it is yeah it is fun it's amazing okay we're getting down to the last few minutes so we need to give out lots of information as to how can people get in touch with you if you can repeat it a few times please sure okay I will start with the spelling of my name which is S-I-V-O-N-A, Savannah, and the last name Martin, M-A-R-T-I-N. And um, I do have a website, and it is yourhandsknow.com. So Y-O-U-R-H-A-N-D-S-K-N-O-W.com. So quite a bit of information on that website, a lot that we've talked about, but even more in-depth. My email is Savannah at Shaw.ca, so S-I-V-O-N-A at Shaw, S-H-A-W dot C-A. So again, that is Savannah at Shaw.ca, S-I-V-O-N-A at Shaw.ca. And the phone number, area code 250-215-8033. And again, 250-215-8033. So, and I will um, mention that this is in Canada too, right, Savannah, for anybody that's listening from right. the U.S.? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, definitely. Kelowna, British Columbia, Canada. Perfect. And I Thank don't you think so I mentioned much. Did I mention the cost, Brenda? Uh, no, you didn't, and uh, you're sure welcome to do that. Or Okay, yeah. I, I will. The the basic reading and the intensive reading are each a hundred dollars. Um, like I said, for the the one hour recorded reading, and the circle group is thirty dollars per person, and that does give people a lot of information about themselves. Right. That sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it is. Actually, the whole thing is. I must yes. say, I love this. It is fun, and it's. Yes, it's just I can a hear great in your way. voice. You've <laughs> yes. definitely found your uh, your niche, and yes. it's great for everybody to find their niche sooner than later. <laughs> yeah, exactly. why wait till you're you know in your like your older fifties, sixties, whatever? Like, no, go for it now. Yes, maybe the economy is a little bit tough, but you know there's there's never a great time. So it's why not get a reading and see yeah. what your strengths are, what you need to work on, your challenges, and start being happy. And start being who you really are. Yes. yes. Standing in that. Yes. yes. So true, Brenda. Yes. It's time. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I'm and so pleased that we finally got to do this today. Yeah, I'm looking forward to um, actually working with you in the future. I think this is a great, great um, compliment to, well, anyone as to any of the work that they're doing. I mean, how wonderful to be able to do whatever you do, whether you're a medical intuitive, whether you do any type of type of healing work, to um, yeah. Just do that exchange. Oh, here's this Savannah. She does this really cool hand analysis. You know, it provides that confirmation. So, no, I think it's very complimentary to anything. It is. It it definitely is. And 
Yeah. The, the more we can do, the more we can understand yes. about everything, the better. Yeah. Fun. Fun, fun. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And we'll oh, thank you, to everybody. And uh, the recording will be up on my website, which is whisperingenergetic.ca. So W H I S P E R I N G E N E R G E T I C dot C A. I'll have that loaded here uh, shortly, and then also on the fun. TalkShoe is the uh, platform that I'm on, TalkShoe.com, and it's Brenda's Mindful Healing Show. So thank you once again, uh, Savona, and uh, we will be talking to you um, shortly. Okay. Thank you, Brenda. That was wonderful. Enjoy that. (laughs) I did too. Okay. (laughs) Bye for now. (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.